Blouse. Yeah. Hey, thanks for, for meeting me here today. I know those schmucks never actually show up on time. Um, we need to bring Tyler down. I've been thinking the same thing. He's been getting out of control. Back-to-back shows with no fucking hot dogs. Only, only a monster would, one, promise hot dogs and then not deliver. And then do the exact same show and once again not deliver. He knew the outrage from the public the first time. They were literally throwing chairs in the rings, screaming, hot dog, hot dog. I I saw a guy get stabbed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy, I, I mean, I stabbed the guy, but I still saw me do it out of rage. And it gets, it's preposterous. I think what we need to do, and I hate that it comes to this, I think our society's become a bit too litigious. I think we need to sue him. I think, I think we need to sue the brakes off of him. We're oh, absolutely. The, we're taking everything he's got. The rights to Carpet City, yep. Shane Daniels, his yep. dog. So, yes. You know, we also... Uh, I think I want his haircut also in it. Like, I want like his literal scalp um, in this. I'm, I think we should also sue him. I want his sound guy. I want Boatsfield. Okay, perfect. I think this is fair. I think that also when we win this lawsuit, that one, we're allowed back on the show and they pay for our stuff. And two, um, we continue to run the social media. Yeah, which they still haven't paid for, so we can sue them for that too. That's perfect. Who are we going to get for a lawyer though? Um, What about Jake? He seems fair. He was a commissioner before for y'all's little wrestling league thing. Yeah, he he's done that, so I feel like he could be a good representation for us. Okay, perfect. Because I, mean, I I thought about like representing myself, but you you know the old saying, person represents himself in court has a fool for a lawyer and a fool for a client, and I don't want to wind up in that boat. Yeah, and I don't want to do it because of that old saying: you're going to go to jail if you do that. Perfect. I mean, that, I think that one probably impacted my my view more so now that I think about it than the first one. But yeah, no, I, we bring him down. We we make Tyler T.Y. Sutton, promoter of Carpet City Clash, beg for mercy at what he's done to us. Well, I I'm glad. What the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, shit. Nothing, nothing. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. How the fuck? Like, damn it. I feel like at this point, it's an inside job. What? Hey guys, sorry I'm late. What's going on, Shane? Why do you look this? What? What? Because when I fucking get in here, the fucking smarks are already in here, and I'm really getting pissed. I've kicked them out like thirty fucking times. I've got rid of everybody that just us, and they keep getting in here. And they were both in here this time because Jenkins keeps making fake emails to get around it, but now he's got Blouse doing it too. They were both in here, and they were talking about something, and I didn't catch it. All I heard were is, they're going to make him pay. I don't know what they're, who they're making pay. Can't be me. I don't have any fucking money. But I'm starting to really think this is an inside job as well, Jake. Well, they're kind of like my buddy, J.D. I mean, J.D. has been gone for a suspicious amount of time. Yeah. That's how vacations work, man. That that really is no vacations work. Anyways, run the intro again. <laughs> don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. Me. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome to not another freaking wrestling podcast. I'm your host, the Carpet City Draw, Shane Daniels. I'm your uh, promoter of Clash of Carpet City, T.Y. And I am the senior referee official of Clash of Carpet City, Will Diamond. Bingo. And I am your current reigning and defending RCW champion and undefeated at Clash of Carpet City, Jake Merck. Well, this week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have a little TED Talk over a 
subject that I feel like a lot of younger wrestlers should listen to. Uh, and this all spans from my time going to Ego Pro Shows, where I work out in the ring before the show with these guys, and then watch them work afterwards and rip their assholes apart. We're going to talk about confidence and why it's important in professional wrestling, especially if you're a fucking professional wrestler. One of the things that you need to realize that is if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. So if you don't have the confidence to go out there and look like you can beat some dude's ass, you're going to get it. You know, the fans are going to boo you. They're going to want to see you get your ass beat. And then it kind of puts a dynamic in the match that is only going to go one way. They're also not going to buy your merch either. No. They're, they're not. But also, too, another thing for inspiring professional wrestlers that I see, a lot of you guys have other people doing your graphics and charging you money. And gra making graphics is a very easy, easy thing to do, especially with programs. You just got to go in the program and learn how to do it and see what works and making your own graphics, making your own designs. You can do that on your own. You just have to take the initiative. And I get that being a wrestler is hard. You have sometimes a shoot job. You got responsibilities. Got all this other stuff. And it's just easier to pay somebody. But then when you get on Facebook and you're bitching about paying someone to do your graphics. Kind of shouldn't happen you have all the tools all the tools now if you just go out and search i can make a graphic these guys can tell you they come up with an idea and literally three minutes i have it up ready to go it's I mean, not that you've made stuff for me on more than one occasion and nailed exactly what i wanted within 15 minutes yeah it's like professional wrestling. If you want to be a better professional wrestler, you get ring time. If you want to make a better graphic design, pride makes sense. Do it. Yeah. Video stuff. Like all these things take time, but the work in. I don't. Want, I'm like, look, I see you all at shows sitting around with your fucking phones in your hands. You know, instead of like looking for tits on Facebook or something, or trying to cheat on your fucking wife, use your phone, practice some graphic design or something. There's. There's so many tools for people now with the AI realm and everything that's coming with that. Old-fashioned Photoshop, it's not that hard. I just see a lot of this stuff that can be avoided. You want to, oh, I paid wrestler fucking dumb shit over here to do my graphics, but he never got my graphics back to me. And now I'm out the money. And then you make a big Facebook post about it when you could have did it yourself. Just there's YouTube videos for you to learn this stuff. But I think that also leads into another thing that wrestlers need to learn, which is stop complaining on social media so much. Yeah, nobody cares. Because not only that, nobody cares. But even if you are complaining about something that you are more than in the right about, no one else sees it that way. Even if they agree with you, they still see it as you are complaining. Because I feel like social media has been the the biggest double-edged sword for wrestling. It's opened up the independence so much in terms of building up and marketing yourself, as well as getting all these connections. But it's also been the number one downfall for so many fucking wrestlers. Yeah, it really has. People keep receipts, guys. Yep. The internet is forever, even if you delete it. It really is. Somebody has it somewhere. They've saved it. They screenshotted it, sent it out, all that stuff. But getting back to the, the topic at hand, and we'll just kind of move on to that next, is you have to have the confidence to go out there 
And I get that a lot of people in wrestling, and I'm going to tell a story right now. I didn't have a lot of confidence in high school and stuff like that and growing up. And then when I became a professional wrestler, I decided to make a persona. And that persona was all the things that I wasn't as an actual person. Tall. Do what? Tall. Tall. Yeah. Tall, dark, and handsome. Was it Persona 3 or Persona 4? Because 4 was better than 3. I will kill you. (laughs) But the point I'm trying to get across is that Shane Daniels, the character, is completely different than the actual person. And that is your real name. Do what? If that even is your real name. If that is my real name. Um, There's still people that don't know my real name. And I feel like it's already been out there plenty of times. I about shit myself when you told me what your real name was. Because I was like, you look like Shane. You don't look like... Wait, your real name's not Shane? Yeah, it's Assy McGee. Assy McGee. Mm-hmm. And he looks more like a Shane than an Assy, doesn't he? I don't know. You look like a Shane. I am shook to my core that your name isn't actually Shane. Wait, are you playing a bit, or did you really not know his name wasn't Shane? I legitimately thought his name was Shane. Let me tell you, there's a guy I knew in wrestling for 10 years. This is how I'm very kayfabe, like a motherfucker. 10 years I've known this guy. He came up to me, and he said, I didn't know you had a brother. I said, I have, like, two brothers. And he was like, I've known you for this long and didn't know that you've had two brothers. And I was like, I guess so. And he's like, I'm just took back from this. Let's see. Like, when did I first meet you, Shane? Like, what? 2011, maybe? Yeah, it seems like it was earlier than that. It would have been like 09, 2010, 2011. I think we crossed paths around. Well, I met you through Weiler. Yeah, I, I was about to say, because I brought a lot of guys with me to Ego when I first started going. Jake was one of the first people, and I'm pretty sure it was even earlier than that. Because I started going to Ego Pro in 2005. So it would have been like seven or eight then. Anyway, yep. like from when I met you till that, that year we went to Dragon Con and you had our hotel registered. And then I signed on the receipt what your real name was. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just re- Shane's not his real name. And then I got the story about where you came up with Shane Daniels. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. I wish I had a cool story about how I got my name that way. Yeah. But make your persona what you take the weak parts of who you actually are and amplify them with your persona. Or if because that's always the age old saying. And as a, I guess, an inverse to that, everyone is always like, oh, the best wrestlers are just themselves cranked up to 11. Wrong. Some people are just really boring and don't, and simple and plain. If you are one of those people, then come up with the most over the top fucking character you can. There was a dude at the last TWE show that, granted, this is my only exposure to him, but he's a fucking cannibal in overalls with a, fucking old bear mask over him Krogan something and dude he's great I well I mean you could even look at it like I've sat in with like Rev talking to people about this like you don't even have to to do that like take like a, a movie character comic book character television show character that you like you wish you were that cool like well borrow stuff from them the stuff about them you thought was cool, fucking take that, mash it all together, and make it into this own little thing. Like, seeing that definitely works in promos. I can't tell you how many times I've pulled from anime. Several times in my promos. I was gonna say shit. Me and you have legitimately cut a promo on. I think it was on Spoonie and O about how they watch too much anime and that's not how the real world works. Good doesn't yeah. always win. Evil's gonna win this time. You know, 
this ain't Shamrock Champloo, guys. We're going to win, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, you should definitely um, take those characteristics from characters that you want to be like and always find, I get quotes that I'll write down from lyrics and rap songs that I fucking hear. I do the song lyrics thing too. Like, and just twist it around to what fits for my character. Yeah. I've even went as far as to scour YouTube comments on videos. Yeah. And look at, like, if it's something like that has to do with like anime or something funny or something like that, if you go through those comments, there's someone always quoting some kind of fucking weird shit. And I've pulled quotes from YouTube comments and put in my promos. Well, it's, if you want to look at like character, like you guys have all seen me babyface or heel. Who would you like equate me as a babyface to? Uh, yeah, Adam West Batman. Okay. <laughs> I knew there was a joke going to come out of that. Like but, for real, like, you're like you're very Davy. Davy, obviously not Richards. Like Boy Smith, yes. <laughs> okay, I did never guess that I gave off a Boy Smith vibe. When you're baby face, yeah. There's no bull of this bulldog. I literally rip off Dave Grohl. What I was baby face. Like the whole like big energy life of the party, like thinks he's the coolest dude in the room because usually he was. Like and then on the inverse of that, when I'm a heel, I essentially just Kurt Cobain. Like I hate everything. Everything annoys me. Like, sure, I'm here for this and I'm getting paid for it and I'm good at it, but I'm annoyed that I'm good at it because I don't want to be here. Like it that. See, a perfect example for me, um, Enzo, perfect example. Can't wrestle for fuck, but goddamn, he can cut a fucking promo and get over. That's debatable. Nah, that boy can cut a promo. He can. And also, Zelman's saving great. But yeah. Paint does not fix your lack of ability. And what I mean by that is just don't put on some face paint and that's your fucking gimmick and that's going to get you where you want to be. I don't give a fuck. I see your face. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I feel like everybody should hear this. Yeah, shoot, 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 shoot. And it's not even... There's more than just him. There's more than just him. Right, simple fucking goofy fucks in paint that couldn't work. Yeah, yeah. just give themselves like a, a quasi spooky name and throw on some face paint. Like, well, this is me now. It also doesn't uh, change the fact that going on social media and telling them how bad you feel and how down you are either that really takes away from the character. Yeah, it really does. And and saying everybody hates me and everybody hates me and this whole town hates me. You're supposed to be a baby face. It's fucking excuses and it's bullshit. It's such a turnoff. When you hear what we're both the life shit though, like have a personal page and then have your fucking wrestling page. Like I do that. I really feel like Will's roast. He's looking at something. Have two separate ones. Have your real life one where you talk about how much life sucks and all that shit. And then have your wrestling one where you fucking promote yourself and tell everyone where they can see you this weekend and talk in character. Yeah, and see, that's another thing, too, um, you guys do not fucking do is promote where the fuck you're going to be at. Your whole fucking job is literally to promote your bookings. You are a independent contractor. Don't blame the fucking booker because part of it may be their issue. But most of it is 
the guys on the show never share the flyer. They never say, hey, come see me at Wrestle fucking Palooza this Saturday. They wait for you. Do what? ECW ain't been a thing in 20 years. I know. But you you would rather take that 1.5 seconds it took to share a funny video instead of sharing the fucking... You ain't even gotta say shit. You don't have to say a fucking thing. I don't know how many times that would just share a flyer. And hell, I still share flyers. And I'm not even a goddamn worker, guys. Here's a set of times I've seen... Me cut a fucking promo in a fucking repost of a fucking flyer, and then Shane reshares that fucking promo that I cut. And I love every time. I don't even say anything. I just share it. Like the team you're strong. I shared it. I'm not even part of that roster in that fucking show. Step and step. I fucking and do that. Clash of Carpet City. I wasn't even going to be on Clash of Carpet City, but I was still sharing the shit. That's why we had that house. I mean, it's true. Shane drew the house. That's just a bit. Shane drew the house. You have no excuse to do something. You literally have that phone in your hand 24 hours. Most of you guys, and I've watched you at a fucking show. That phone does not leave your fucking hand. It does. How are you going to draw money and be a fucking wrestler if you don't even promote yourself the fucking show you're going to be on? Because if they don't know where you're at, they ain't going to fucking come. Exactly. What's the old thing? You you can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, no one's going to buy it. Bingo. We're products, man. That's what we are. And these shows are the stores that are selling the product in. If you're not that you're that fucking product, no one's buying it. That's why you're on the show. I can tell you because I used to promote shows. I talked to these guys. I've been on these bookings. I I know they say, "Hey, we need you for this spot because that's you're the guy that that can fill that spot." Oh well. You have something that we want. We're buying a product. That, just look at it like that. You're fucking product. You are something that somebody wants. They're paying you to come there and fucking make them more money so they can give you more money. Do you not see how that works? Yeah, exactly. A lot of that shit works. A lot of these dumb fucks are all. I, I just do it for the love of the business. Come on, dude. Yeah. Come the that fuck. Love they never paid a bill. In. I can't tell you, and don't get me wrong. There's been several times that I've worked for people. And when people ask me, hey, did you ever make any money in wrestling? I'll tell you like this. It's like any other business. You make it, you lose it, you break even. That's exactly how it is. And I can tell you, I've worked with a lot of startup shows with low pay. And if that show, if we took that show and it made it five or six months and we're drawing houses, I got more money. Yeah. That's how that works. What was that 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 story of uh CM Punk? Is this is like before Ring of Honor. This motherfucker would go on message boards. Like they would stop at public libraries because for internet. And he would go on message boards under assumed names and go on and be like, Man, did you see us see CM Punk's match in fucking buttfuck Indiana last Wednesday night? It was amazing. And then everyone started talking about it. Yeah, I saw that fucking match. Then he'd go, they'd go to the next fucking town and he'd go to another public library and be like, hey, did you see CM Punk wrestle in fucking Chicago two weeks ago? And I'd be like, yeah, it was fucking great. He made his own fucking buzz. That guy got himself over. If no one knows who you are, no one's going to buy your shit. Well, see, a lot of guys now, they would rather take years off of their career to get a little bit of clout and do these super dangerous spots. And don't get me wrong, they look awesome. But where are most of those guys now? Sure. Fucking banged up, hurt, yeah. not wrestling, had to retire <coughs> for a little bit of clout. Yep. 
that's one of those things Dylan bangs on about at at every TWE show. Like no one's in a necessary bumps because I don't want to see you guys in fucking wheelchairs in a few years. Like there's there's plenty of other ways to get over than taking a dumbass bump. Sure you'll be fucking over five minutes, but wouldn't you rather be over five years? Just five minutes. That's another thing. Are they gonna remember it? Yeah. Like guarantee you nobody remember that fucking bump after they went home. No one was talking about that on the car ride home. They were yep. talking about the motherfucker that talked him into the building. Ricky Morton always said, boys, they don't remember your match. They only remember the finish. <laughs> Storytelling, it's finest. That's another thing, too. Um, like, when I started going to Pro South, it's like nothing but storyline-based stuff. All of it has been so good. Like, even... Up until now, since I've been there, it's just, it's so storyline driven. Some guys may be good. Some guys might be struggling a little bit, but at the same time, like everybody's on cue with what they need to be doing story-wise, like story-wise stuff. And like stories draw, draw people too. It, it draws their attention. That you want those, um, What's the word am I looking for? Uh, reactions. To say. You want to get some kind of feeling out of it. Where you can make them laugh. Make them mad. Even make them cry. Like. It, that's just so. To me. That is just so important. Well. How many times did you ever go to a movie for the special effects? Uh. Never. How many times did you go to the movie? Because you're like. That looks like that'd be a good story. Uh. Every single time. There it is. Story-driven products tend to do better. Mm-hmm. Look at TWE. Heavenly, heavy, story-driven. You know what are you now? RCW now is getting heavy in storytelling. Ego Pro, heavy storytelling. Uh, always in Atlanta or down in Georgia, heavy storytelling. You see, you can do all the moves that you want, guys. You younger guys want to go out there and do all these fucking moves, but you don't need them. Do, do you want to be Citizen Kane, or do you want to be Fast Five? That's just like the match that I kind of helped put together at Ego. I literally chicked those guys out because they were going way too fast. The whole time we were doing it, I instilled in them, hey, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down, to the point where they were even telling each other, hey, we need to slow this down. They go out, they they fucking shit the bed. And I told them how I felt about that. And then I told them, clean the bed, make it again, and don't dwell on it. Everybody's going to have a bad match. It's what you do with the information that you were giving after that match that separates you from being a professional, uh, just a dude out there doing it and a professional wrestler. And also another thing, like given like with all of us, given this knowledge to these young guys, a lot of them, they take it too seriously. When I say too seriously, they may get their feelings hurt or, we're trying to, it's coming off like we're saying that they're not good enough. They never will be. I, I hear that quite a bit too. And, I, and it's just like, no, that's not the point. We're trying to help you. Uh, but yeah, for what Shane, Shane is saying, slow down, tell that story, let yeah. that register. Like we're, no one, for the most part, I can't speak for everybody, I guess. No one that's been doing this for any amount of time is going to steer you wrong purposely because I can't speak for everyone. I'm not. Shane's not. Tyler's not. Like, the reason why I don't, the reason why I'm so blunt with you guys, when you ask me to watch your matches, when you ask me for advice, and the reason why I'm so blunt when I talk to you after set match is because when I was coming in here, and I can, I can attest to this. For Tyler, for Jake, I could have the fucking most drizzling shits of a match. And some old vet, you did good, kid. Good job. Because they didn't watch it. 
if they didn't watch it and they didn't want you to take their fucking spot. That's it. That's that shit me and Jake dealt with in our first year in the business. It was bad. First several years. Yeah. So you guys have this newer generation of guys who came in about 08 till now who want to make sure that the business is better than we left it mm-hmm. and get rid of all this crap with oh you did a good job a lot of guys want you to to be the best version of you and we'll give you just like Jarrett when he made that video for Clash Carpet City and I pulled him to the side and I said hey man I'm give you a little advice on your editing is a great video I said but when you're making a video like that do not have like the WWE stuff in there and don't have like other people's stuff in there like edit that out because that looks really bad and he said I understand and I can't wait to see what he does with that information on the next one like as as older dudes like that have resigned themselves to like oh I'll, I'll probably just fucking make it you know it's like do you know how cool it is when you get to see when you, you know, somebody you rode in the cars with that was younger than you fucking make it? You know, like, yeah, you know how fucking cool it is for me that's known Jaden since he was 13 years old to see the kid go fucking wrestle in Germany. Or how cool it is being a dude that used to have to go pick up Nate Frazier at, at fucking at the college in fucking Athens and drive his ass two hours fucking north to a fucking show and getting to see him do shit on NXT. Like, that's so fucking cool. Like, I want to see all these fucking kids that I know fucking succeed that still have a shot at it. Like, I'm almost 40. I'm going to be 40 in two years. They nobody going to give a fuck about me up there. But if they, get, get, they can give a fuck about you guys, you have time. And if I can be like, I helped them get there, or I got them to a show that helped them get there, fucking dude, that's so cool to me. It's so cool. It is. And when I tell my son, hey... Look at all those guys that are on there. I was on shows with those dudes. I've tagged with that guy. I, I, you know, gave that guy advice or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's that's a reward in itself. Whatever. And moving on, there's so much stuff you guys tools out there for you guys to use. You don't have to print your own. You can print your own merch and literally not even touch it just put the link up get all my links fucking give out cards i don't know do something Jaden did the business card thing for a long time well you can put those ur code things on there and make a business card and they can scan it and it take you to your twitter your fucking facebook your fucking shop your pro wrestling tees all that stuff there's no reason for people not to have merch. It's so easy to do now. You literally create the graphic, you upload it, and people buy it, and you get paid. That's also the most money you're going to make at a show, too. Absolutely. That's why I, at every show that I do, I encourage everybody to bring their own. I have left shows with more money in my pocket off shit I sold at the tables. Than the promoter was giving me to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob O'Matt, friend of the show, he used to make his own gimmicks. His wife and him would make their own gimmicks and sell them at the show. Mm-hmm. I make my own t shirts. Well, I just feel like a big thing is most wrestlers at least do the minimum of like they've got a t shirt or some stickers or whatever. But I feel like 90 at oh, there's maybe 10% of wrestling merch and that's even being generous that actually looks wearable. Be, like stop designing merch that is either just fucking gross as hell just screams I'm a wrestling t-shirt or 
just stop making the fucking 10 by 8. No one cares about a picture of you and an autograph anymore. Because I see a lot of young kids at merch tables that'll only be selling those. Well, you got to start somewhere. When you play devil's advocate, you got to start somewhere. Use that to get your shirt. Use that to get some kind of design. Someone who can. Because not everybody's creative. And I get Will's point, too. Which is why I, like, if you can put in the work and make your own merch, absolutely you should, because you are saving so much money at a state in your career where you are not really making much off of wrestling. But say you just do not have that, those kind of creative muscles, I think it's perfectly fine to reach out to other artists to design logos and stuff for your merch. I've seen some, a lot of wrestlers, I honestly think some of their best merch was designed by other artists versus themselves. The majority of, like, Jaden's shit is from other people. Like, he's got a design coming out this weekend for the the ICW show that a friend of mine did for him. The one with his face on it? The the bloody face one? He hasn't lost it yet. This one's a different one. No, he's got one that he's putting out specifically for the ICW weekend that a friend of mine did for him that he's been waiting to release. Maybe he wants to do it for the ICW show, but they did a whole fucking cartoon of him bloody face and everything just to sell it that. So you can you can get other people to do shit for you. It's, you know, ask around. Motherfucker, there are artists everywhere. Everywhere. Well, like, also, they are. Mine did fucking art until that came up. I was like, shit, you do fucking artwork and shit? They were like, yeah. And I was like, shit, you do something for me. You know? Also, with AI now, you pretty much can just type in what you think, and the AI will generate that image for you. I will never condone using AI for that kind of. I've seen some pretty sick fucking AI art, so... It don't matter how good it gets, it's the principle. Damn. As somebody who knows people that make money off of their art, like, having AI art done kind of irritates me slightly. Yeah, but sometimes people don't have that money to pay for that art. You gotta have all your options... Especially with video, you can use AI to do your video now, chop it up, cut it for you. You have nothing to do. You don't even need to know anything about that AI or cutting. You just put it in there and it does it for you. Well, so how much- that wild kid, dude. He did this highlight packages for every fucking match he has. Every match he has, he puts up a fucking highlight. Like, a. Two or three days after the fucking show is over. Which way more wrestlers... Like, obviously every match, that's excessive. If you've got the time, more power to you. But not enough wrestlers. Like, what is the number one way wrestlers get discovered nowadays? Gifts on social media. Yes. Start fucking scouring anytime anyone posts a clip of you, and if no one's posting a clip of you, because more than likely they probably aren't, because it's usually just the same 20 names in those gifts. Make your own clips and post them. There's to make I used to make my own gifts of me and Jake wrestling and post them. Hey, you do gifts of our fucking promos just because like the situation was funny. (laughs) you really got to market yourself and and marketing yourself is just getting out there Twitter fine Pete I I was never big on Twitter when I got it when I got into wrestling Twitter wasn't that big of a fucking thing and it didn't really start taking off in the wrestling realm until what Jake probably 2015 yeah when all the guys in the fed started getting one yeah I mean it's gotta start somewhere like 
Dude, my fucking Twitter, like, I use that for self-promotion. That's the only thing I really use it for. And I'm still hovering at, like, a hundred and anywhere between 130 and 140 fucking followers on it. And since I, since, since we're such good people and we want to help you people so much and we've been gatekeeping a little bit. Is this what gatekeeping is? I feel like hey, that's the opposite. We've been gatekeeping this information. And it's really helped our show as a whole, as far as getting people in and more engagement is posting the links in the comments of the post about the podcast, instead of saying, here's the show description, here's this, here's the link. Now you actually have to click to find it. And our engagement, and even on our dashboard for the podcast, we went up 100% in listeners. So, do we haven't like even that. been doing that switch up very long? No, not at all. Not at for all. Long. Been doing it for about a month. Yeah. And we've seen so much growth from that. And it's something that we will continue to do because that's something that works for us. But you could do that. Like you could post a, a, a fucking still picture of your match and then put the link of the match in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. So in the description or just do like a gif of here's a crazy ass move that someone did during the move or during the match. If you want to watch the whole match, it's in the comments. There's a, a match of Aaron Dallas and Lamar Phillips in, a, I think, a hardcore match. And the still picture is a crimson mask face of uh, Aaron Dallas doing the pinfall on Lamar Phillips. And within a month, he got like the 5,000 views. It's pro- the number's probably much higher now because it just gradually keeps going up, up and up and up and up and up and up. But, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes just presentation alone, like something like that, the graph attention, that helps. I mean, it'll work out because you'll, you'll work for someone that their promotion is super savvy with all that kind of stuff. Like TWE is a good one. Like if you work for them, like they have such a presence on fucking Twitter. If they tag you in something, you're going to get seen by thousands of people. Just because they posted it. Yeah. Uh, then I believe this was actually on Aaron Dallas's own YouTube channel too. So, which is really awesome. And that's another thing when you're, he brings up a very good point. When you get to choose, like when you upload a YouTube video and you're getting to the part where you're about to upload it, it asks you, is this the thumbnail that you want? Why not make that whatever? People like blood. They're going to click on shit that has blood because yeah. that's just where we're at as a society. We want to see a good fucking train wreck. Anyways, that's about it for our TED Talk today. Hope you learned something about marketing yourself. Hope you use it. Hope it doesn't even what we were going to talk about. <laughs> hope, hope it doesn't go in one fucking year and not the other. It, at this point, guys, if you're not marketing yourself, you're fucking just floating in a little puddle. And you ain't even in the fucking pond. You ain't even in a small pond. Shit, man, I wish we had these fucking options 20 years ago when I was starting, you know? No fucking kidding. It's, that's I wish you got that stuck I in the North Georgia Triangle for 10 fucking years before I got out, you know? That's something I don't think a lot of the kids today realize is how easy they have it in terms of tools easily available to get yourself out there whereas yeah even just 10 years ago you were fucking trapped in your tri-state area and you had to grind to get out whereas now it's it's so easy to travel up and down the east coast now yeah one fucking person sees a clip and says you know what I like that flippy shit I'm gonna bring him up here yeah those dudes that go looking for that stuff Exactly. Well, and especially now, I'm seeing it's be- very much becoming a rising trend with a lot of promotions 
whether they run their own training school inside of it or they don't where i've been seeing a lot of promotions start running semi-regular student shows Mm -hmm. or just if it's not the students then it's here's a bunch of greenhorns we wrangled together from the area look what they can do well and that's another thing too uh the guys in the North Georgia area and Chattanooga area and Athens and Cleveland area, you have no excuse not to be going to TWE. And, and I guarantee you, if you message Jaden and said, hey, I want to work out, I want to learn, I want to get better, I'm sure he would welcome you with welcome arms, open arms. There's no excuse for you. For any of you guys in those areas not to be making the travel there on Mondays or whenever. uh, He's there every fucking day, almost. Just about. Dude, those Monday shows almost have an open-door policy. Like, I'm I'm on every one of those Monday shows. And it's... I'll be like, hey, what are we doing this week? And he'll be like, I don't know. We're going to see who shows up. They don't book the shows ahead of time because they just want to see what they have, who's going to be there. They'll have like one or two matches they know for sure what they're doing. They're like, I will, we'll see who, who comes. And just think about that. If you do well there on that Monday show, then you can move to the main show. You move to the main show, you move to fucking internet uh, pay-per-views. You move from there and you're going to work in GCW. You're going here, you're going there. Jaden has the fucking tools for you. If you just put your prod to the side yep. and stop acting like you fucking know every fucking thing there is about wrestling and listen to what that kid has to tell you. I've seen firsthand guys come from being just on the Mondays to moving up to Saturdays. Will's been in the crowd and seen people go from the Mondays to the fucking Saturdays. This very last TWE, the tag title match, the challengers were, I hadn't seen their work on Monday nights, but I've heard they've been here the last three. And now, bam, they are in latter half of the show challenging for tag belts. Had a banger of a match. KOBK was even putting them over saying that that was their favorite tag match they've ever had. Yeah. And it was, it was a great fucking match. And another fucking great success story going even higher up the ladder teriyaki one of ar fox's kids showed the fuck out at the wwa four shows got a couple opportunities at twe kept coming back for a minute because he was fucking good and fast forward last night he just wrestled his third match in gcw if i'm not mistaken he made an l uh dark elevation he also has wrestled a few times on Dark Elevation, and he's been wrestling maybe two years now. Yeah. Or here's one fucking Austin Theory was one of the WWA four kids. Yep. Started working for TWE. Now look at him. He's in the fucking Fed. He's U.S. champion. He just beat John Cena. Yep. Look at that. Another former TWA four kid that's was coming through that same system. Alan Angels. The impact. Is on his second TV contract now, is getting propped up to be a big baby face for a very big feud in Impact. Well, hey, and it doesn't just have to be let's just blow TWE the whole time. Shane can attest to this one. The fucking Tate. Yep. The Twins are just fucking... Were they were they or were they not part of the ring crew at Ego at, at one time or another? Yep, because they were too young. Fucking Tate, too young to do anything. Like it's so much easier nowadays to to like to hop in a fucking car and it's like, oh, well, I don't know if you'll have a spot or not, but bring your shit with you. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I, can't, uh, I, can't make it. I don't know how many times I've jumped in a car and got bookings off of it. I don't know how many times yep. I've offered to jump in a car. Or have people jump in the car with me and nobody take me up on the offer. Now, that's why you're working at fucking mud shows and not working on Saturdays. If you see a wrestler put out a post that's saying, hey, open car load, anyone want to come up to this show, 
you may you probably will not get a spot on that show, but you're more than likely going to get something at the next you're, one. You're getting your feet wet, get networking, getting a note. Yeah, networking is fucking key to all that shit. Look at our baby boy and dear friend, Coach Cody Manhorn, who just pinned Jake Murphy clean as a whistle last night. That's debatable. If you take anything from this episode, and this is this is manly for the wrestlers. Listen to everyone because everyone has a lesson to teach you, but always take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And that'll be the end of the episode for us. I was, was going to close with one more. Okay, go ahead. Because it, it lights it out. Because I love the fucking kid to death. Despite how I treat him in the ring. A Jameson Shook kid. That kid hasn't even been wrestling a year. All he was doing was the Monday shows at TWE. Had a cancellation at Tyler's class show. And he's like, I got nobody for you. And I was like, I got somebody for me. I pitched it to Tyler. So I was like, if you vouch for him, he's good. And we went and we had one of the better matches on your show. Yeah, and now that kid's getting out and going places, and he's a fantastic little fucking wrestler. He hasn't been doing it a year. Yeah, I'll be I'll definitely be calling him again. I want him back on my ne- next show. Definitely. Love that kid. He's had maybe 10 matches now, and he's great. Well, it's more than that now, I'd say. He's probably up to about 2025, 20, but like, oh, look yeah, like, he's like a little duck in water, man. He goes, and it's... I know we we put over the TWE classes and all that shit because that means some of those kids are fucking amazing little wrestlers and they're going to be great going forward. But like, also don't be afraid to make connections with people and be fucking friendly with people because somebody's word can go a long fucking way. If wrestler A is friends with promoter B and he's like, hey man, this kid's pretty cool. You got to book him sometime. And they were like, all right, I'll look into that. And then you go out and you go up there and you show the fuck out. Motherfucker, guess what? That guy likes you now. That's how I got most of that's how I got most of my Georgia bookings was Drew saying, Hey, I got this guy. And the rest is history. Because of Drew. Well, that'll conclude our show for this week. We got a lot of stuff coming into your feed. Remember, we got our B-Sods and Rarities coming up here soon. We got Gaijin and Go-Go and our weekly episode. Jake, what do they do? Free Fox. Listen to a vet. <laughs>